Hello and welcome to Burst the Bubble uh, with me, Chris Moten, uh, my regular co- co- <laughs> there he goes already. My regular co-host, Michael Contario. Good afternoon. Hey, uh, and our guest this week, Jed Rose. Happy to be here. Come all the way from Seattle for many other purposes, but also this one. So, uh, we're a show that's going to talk all about the sillier news stories uh, that have been in the news for the past week, uh, specifically those that have not already been covered uh, by, uh, by, by other, other better professionals, uh, and, and those uh, which are not forbidden by the Ofcom Broadcasting Code. When you take that Venn diagram, that's our stuff. That's us right in the middle there. So, uh, uh, I believe our first section uh, is going to be all about outer space. Uh, yes, um, we're going to start with a story which some of you might think resembles a story that we, we covered a while ago, um, but this is about Camilla hitting the stratosphere, and this this is not, in fact, Camilla Parker Bowles. This is a, a rubber chicken uh, called Camilla, uh, while, the, while the other one would make, possibly, for a more interesting story. This is... Um, <laughs> but, but also a much more yeah, a much more controversial story. Yes, if we'd orbited Camilla Parker Bowles. Yes, perhaps uh, as a reflector of sorts. Uh, th- this is uh, Camilla the rubber chicken, who is the mascot for NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory. Uh, was lifted on a helium balloon along with four cameras, a thermometer, and two GPS trackers um, by students at Bishop Union High School in Bishop, California. Yeah. So what was so was this just for fun? Was it was it just like let's see if we can freeze a rabbit? It turns out we can freeze a rabbit. This is one of the less efficient ways of freezing a rabbit, but it can be done. Right, do they have do they have some more spe- chicken? Sorry, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what. <laughs> Clearly, in my mind, if you're going to orbit a, a furry creature, it'd better be a rabbit. But, but it's not furry; it's a rubber chicken. <laughs> was there something in the chicken? I don't know. Just I assume it's just like the normal. Uh, the normal rubber bird stuff. Although apparently they, they also was an astrobiology of seven insects and twenty four sunflower seeds. Hmm. Um, none of the insects survived. Uh, that, that there was, apparently it was just basically to see what what happened to insects who spent them up to near space, hmm. uh, and um, they got pinned to a black foam board of death, a rare collection of bugs that have nearly made it to space. The foam board of death. Yeah, it's not it's not something that you like it, you. That they're like really doomful. It's just like the foam board of death. It's not. It's not. It's not particularly exciting. It's no wall of death. Clearly, clearly named by kids as well. The, the picture that 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 comes with it, with the helmet on the on the chicken, I found actually kind of funny too, because it, it reminds me of like when you're walking around at home at night and the windows open and you're wearing like just boxers and you're hoping no one looks <laughs> in. And I worry, like, will aliens see this? And this is like the one image that they get of of, of humanity. This was reported very very differently in Rubber Chicken News. <laughs> it's like the gutter press of the uh, of the Rubber Chicken world hang about in low Earth orbit and get sort of saucy snaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so th- when it comes to the rubber chicken let's just be absolutely clear uh, you're absolutely positive there wasn't a pulley in the middle oh pardon you're absolutely positive that there wasn't a pulley in the middle of the rubber chicken because that that's of critical importance it doesn't say anything about it in the news stories that's all I've got <laughs> that's alright then because if there was if, you know, if it had a pulley in the middle then the one thing we know it, it, there'd be somebody wandering around somewhere with like you know maybe a castle door they needed to open you know like a ravine they needed to get across you know s- somebody would have some arcane problem they were completely incapable of solving but th- these things come in useful that's what I'm saying are you, are you just going back to like weird computer games now <laughs> Good guess, uh, and I will play 20 questions for the specific game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. There's, there's truth in all this, though. Like, I, I, I'd love to see the military kind of take this on. You know, why not have spy drones, you know, be done as rubber chickens, and they can shoot up missiles, like, in egg shapes? <laughs> I, 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 it's up in the air. They can't see them anyways, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would take, seriously, like, a killer satellite shaped like a rubber chicken. You wouldn't believe it. No. Uh, it, who, who would take seriously in anything say like a rubber chicken, frankly? Hmm. Touché. <laughs> a party balloon. If you had, like, a kid's party and all the balloons were, ta- ta- you know, shaped like rubber chickens, I'd be like, yeah, I take those as seriously as is expected. You know, For any party balloons? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm taking those as seriously as I would normal party balloons. And on the opposite side, a sandwich shaped like a rubber chicken, you'd say, ah. take this back. Yeah. I won't eat this. <laughs> I might actually take that more seriously than a normal sandwich. Yeah, this is like going, this is serious, I'm not putting this, this into my mouth, whereas normal sandwiches, you just, you just go with Especially a Especially if it has a helmet on it, I mean, I don't want to eat that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little knitted spacesuit and helmet, which is quite cute. It is kind of cute. It's like those um, smoothies that had, the, that had the knitted hats on them at one point. This is like one of the, one of, as, a, as a like marketing ploy. This movie, I'm not sure what they were going for there. Whether like this movie isn't going to catch a cold while it's in the fridge. I don't know. <laughs> isn't that, is a knitted space helmet not opaque? Is the rubber chicken sat there going, guys? Why did you knit this thing? Any construction material you could have chosen that wasn't wool, and I'd have been able to actually see stuff. Whereas this rubber chicken was subjected to the horrible fate of being blasted into low Earth orbit, where you can see one of the most glorious views in all the world, possibly at the expense of its own life, whilst blindfold, thus giving him the same experience as chucking him down a lift shaft. Cruelty, I say. They're only forty years behind us as humans, though, because we were doing this stuff just decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, put that in perspective. It's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rubber chickens. Watch out for them. <laughs> well, 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 we, we were sending people up in knitted, knitted spacesuits. <laughs> no, but they, but things were risky then, right? You know, I mean, the, the, some of the spaceships could have been considered like knitted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so what what do you think the uh, the rubber chicken colonies are going to move on to next? It's a good question. We should say where were we? What are we going to move on to next? Where were we in 1970s? Yeah, yeah they, they put probably. a man in orbit. So Maybe a disc- disco music, yeah. you know, <laughs> dance moves, movies. Mm-hmm. Come on and shake your tail, yeah, yeah. T- shake your tail, fella. I mean, they've obviously been on the comedy scene for quite a while. Is it actually going to be just Chicken Run? Is that, is that what? They, uh, <laughs> there you go. Is that, that's <laughs> the harbinger of the Armageddon of uh, rubber chickens. Yeah, yeah. Chicken yeah. Run and Chicken Run 3D, even more realistic. <laughs> yeah. Even more realistic. You know, I think there's an upper point of like realism you can get to in a, in a film about chickens. <laughs> All banding together to escape from farm and a man of reminiscence of the Great Escape. Yeah, you just can't take him seriously. It was, wasn't it not too long away <laughs> the avian bird flu and all that? I mean, that, that was chickens too, wasn't it? What was the, the bird flu? True. Maybe yeah. that's why you didn't take that seriously. Because no, nobody <laughs> was like, "Oh man, the apocalypse!" You know, people were actively making fun of that because it was chickens. Yeah, I mean, if if it was like eagle or hawk flu, then then eagle people or hawk flu. What's eagle? Eagle or, flu? Eagle or e- hawk? Oh right, not eagle. Eagle, eagle or hawk. Yeah, master. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fly because I've been sewn together from three no, different. What, what, did you, what did you was, was it? Eagle or heart flu? What did you say? Eagle or what? Eagle or hawk flu? Oh, eagle or hawk flu? Oh yeah, I yeah. see the bird flu. It introduces yeah. confusion about the species of eagle a bird. hawk flu. Sounds like an amazing like wrestler name or something like that. I, I, I sign <laughs> up for that. It's pretty intimidating. <laughs> He's got the talons and the eyesight. Watch out, world. <laughs> Uh, the, the, the other space story, big safe story here that we've got is one that seems to have hit the news because um, the people who set up Google are quite interested in this. And this is the idea that we're going to start catching asteroids to mine them for precious materials, which is only a few steps behind the alien films, um, which is not, sh- I'm sure, uh, kind of like... Di- 
area road we want to go down but yeah fundamentally it's basically going up into space finding an asteroid with lots of useful materials in it and then taking useful materials out and somehow getting back to earth yeah it's 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 ordinary asteroid mining but you pinch the whole asteroid <laughs> it's ordinary <laughs> asteroid mining well yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, that's that, that 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 activity of pure mundanity <laughs> Asteroid mining. I get the feeling it would be pretty <laughs> mundane. By the time you got there, yeah. you'd be like, you know, sure. this is one small chip for man, but one massive hunk of rock for mankind. It's like you being on the playground with those big things with the claws that go down. You pull the levers. Exactly, exactly. But yeah. probably like, yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> is a space. You, eventually, you'd go. This is a space pickaxe, but it is a pickaxe. You know, like, no amount of space can improve <laughs> this very much beyond the fact that it is a pickaxe. It's like, it's like. Did, did you see the um, the like reboot Star Trek movie? Oh, well, yes. Where one, I think it was one of the bad guys. There's a mining scene there. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 supposedly a mining ship, the, the enemy ship in it. Uh. But um, specifically, there was a flick axe, like a space axe, which you kind of like had to flick out to make it form an axe. Imagine like a space pickaxe, you're going to have to flick out and then keep so, your hands out of the way while all the bit, all the bits go shink, 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 shink. <laughs> Sounds kind of like a mechanical lightsaber. Is that what you're saying? Like a pot, like, like a pocket knife, it flicks yeah. out. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, huh? interesting. <laughs> That's what happens when you apply NASA budget levels <laughs> to building completely mundane. Budgets. <laughs> you know, you, so you, you gra- I mean, you wouldn't know what was what anyway. Everything just looks like this sort of you know very very compact mess of m- moving yeah. parts. And you but flick it, and it goes. But <laughs> there should there should still be futuristic sound effects that go with it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it gets to the end, and you're like, oh, it's a hammer. Oh, all right. Well, I wasn't looking for the hammer. I put that one away. <laughs> Screwdriver. Damn it! <laughs> we could have archers or sound effects of gunshots. Imagine. <laughs> now, I, I think I think this is positive on one side because I'd, I'd love to see uh, the commercialization of this, you know, because that gets money in it. But on the negative side, it's like they bring the asteroid back to the moon. But how did they get it to Earth? I mean, wasn't there like the, didn't the dinosaurs die from this? Like, I mean, are, uh, maybe the dinosaurs tried to do this you know, many years ago, and you know they were ahead of their time, and then they <laughs> killed themselves. It'll be fine. I'm telling. you. Why do you say that? <laughs> Why will it be fine? No, I'm saying that's the, you know. The, oh, the, that's I, the, I, was, I was I was being you know dinosaur <laughs> mission. Control. Can we do it in a lower voice or maybe with a high pitched skrill at the end? <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. No, but really though, I mean, I mean these are, these asteroids could be miles long, right? Or I'm sorry, kilometers because we're in England. Um, <laughs> it, it depends. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just going to point out the fact there. You've gone to kilometers, which is the metric. Uh, measurement from miles, which is the imperial measurement, <laughs> as in the British Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just considering the listeners here. That's all. It's, it's for them. I think how you measure it depends where you crash it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> like it, eliminating world civilization is very international sport. That's true. So <laughs> that's all just details when you talk about measurements. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ISO will argue it out whilst the nuclear winter. Yeah, but is, how is. do you get the asteroid from the moon to the Earth? I, I still don't get that. I think uh, you just put it in a box. box. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I mean, obviously, it's a fairly, you know, a fairly well-designed box, but it's a box very much. And then, like, how do you lower the box to the Earth? You know, you know how the Apollo landing capsule. Yeah, with yeah. a parachute. <laughs> yeah, that kind of deal. But, okay. with, but with a rocket, a parachute the size of Saturn. With a, yeah. <laughs> and then Earth's in a blanket. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're kind of backsliding, you know, because we had the capsule with humans in, and now we're going to have a capsule that's just a massive rock with a parachute on it. But yeah, I think that's the basic deal. Hmm. Interesting. I still think it could kill us all. <laughs> <laughs>
You're supposed to. You're supposed to have a really upbeat view of the world. You know, just kind of get going. <laughs> Asteroids you're, you're, falling from the moon. That's kind of where I draw the line. You're, you're, you're destroying my stereotype of American people here. <laughs> it depends where the asteroid lands. Then how about that? <laughs> Does that go back to your American stereotype? <laughs> you start weaponizing that. We're going to mine it, take all the useful bits out, and then the rest of it will just drop on someone we As don't like. You know, if you just wrap this in a rubber chicken, I'm all on board. That's all I'm saying. It makes it a bit less intimidating. Uh, it's, no, 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 we can, obviously there's, there's like some film in the future where the, the, this asteroid is going to hit the Earth because we, we've done it wrong and it's up to just the, uh, the secret <laughs> colony of rubber chickens on the backside of the moon who have oh, to man. actually redirect it and save us all. It sounds like a plot for the next Muppets movie. <laughs> <laughs> it does, actually. Yeah, it does. Oh, there was a song I was playing on the breakfast show, and I can't remember which one it yeah. is now. But it had... I know it wasn't a song. It was a, a clip from the Truman Show, and it just had one, one of the guys calling into the Truman Show just sounded so much like Kermit. And you, mean, you mean like this? <laughs> you know, I'm picturing, like, you know, kind of like a love scene with Kermit and uh, Piggy, right? And then, like, you know, maybe the asteroid's falling in the distance with the parachute, and it's in the rubber chicken, you know, yeah. outfit. And, you <laughs> know, rubber chicken's riding it like a... <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. like, you know, you know that guy yeah. who rides the bomb yeah. in uh, Doctor Strange Love. Yeah, yeah. She's like, Kermie, are you, you going to save us from the asteroid? <laughs> oh, piggy, I'll go up there and save you from the asteroid. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the whole bunch of musical. It could be musical on the asteroid. I, I think it'd be very touching. <laughs> you, know, you, you can't, you can't do a Muppets film without it being musical in some sense. <laughs> I mean, the story writes itself, right? It's got threat, it's got character development, it's got big change in the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Piggy tries to karate chop the, uh, the asteroid into bits. <laughs> they wrap it in bacon in order to get her up there. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that's oh, wait, wait! Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. That's less appealing than it sounded. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. of her anger now. It went from, like, hunger to, like, get her there to anger. I'm going to get you guys. <laughs> the friction would probably cook the bacon, so you'd probably end up with quite a nice, you know, quite a nice result at the end. I mean, all this talking is making me realize Miss Piggy must be Jewish then, right? I mean, because it's... It's like, you know, kind of a kosher diet. <laughs> Just saying. We could tie this into the plot, guys. Here, work with me. Here, work with me. We're appealing to all demographics. <laughs> or offending all demographics. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay as long as you get an equal. Yeah. Th- th- there was a big thing about uh, one how um, much they actually realised the- they reckon it-, it would actually make... Yes. Take bringing one of these <laughs> It back. was a and lot it, of money. And it, and it, and it was, was like hundreds of, of trillions of pounds for... For some of these asteroids. Well, kind of like the kilometer thing. You kind of lose the unit <laughs> when you get to that much. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. You've yeah. got more money than anyone combined. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, I'm just imagining someone trying to, like, you go, I've got this asteroid, I would like to buy the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> or I will drop it on the Earth. <laughs> or it becomes like the genie thing, I'll buy more asteroids with that asteroid. You can, no, 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 no wishing well, for more it's asteroids. Like, it's like wishing yeah. for more wishes. You know, you buy more asteroids. I mean, if it's making that much money, because they're not putting in that much money to get the, the, the all this money. It's 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 a, it's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's like tens of millions to get going. Like I think they said it'll be billions. Yeah. But to get a, you know trillions of dollars, that's quite a return. Yeah. Yeah. Thus succeeds capitalism. <laughs> oh, the, the scheme is the scheme would add trillions of dollars to the global GDP. I think I think when, we, when we're mining <laughs> asteroids, we have to go beyond global here in, into like solar GDP or something. You'd have to have to like come up with entire new metrics for de- dealing with this sort of yeah. thing. But part of me thinks if you have this much money and you get it to the moon, a way to get over this whole fear of it falling to the earth is just build on the moon. Make that your country. You've got enough money to do it. Make your own GDP. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then have like a, you know, one of those funnels that they use in the banks, you know, to like transport things, like whoosh, and you could communicate to Earth with that. 
and you said mean, things. <laughs> you're going to make a vacuum yes, space elevator. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> a vacuum, <laughs> but big enough for people and it's cats. Worth, it's worth pointing <laughs> out that the the moon is not in a geosynchronous orbit, so your your space elevator would just be kind of oh, yeah. scraping along the earth. Yeah. Have you seen <laughs> Have you seen Lost? Have you seen that show? No. Do, uh, they, well, do they build a space elevator? No, they they don't. But there's a scene where you open up a door and you just pop out in the middle of the desert. And I'm picturing this vacuum tube that shoots out of the moon. Yeah. It would just kind of catapult you with a parachute, much like for the meteor. Yeah. And you can land anywhere on Earth. Yeah, and it's funny where these people are going like just try and move the moon into a geosynchronous <laughs> orbit as well. It's like we were shooting those. Things. That works oh, fine. Actually, t- talking, going back to the um, idea. Well, of hang on. If you move the moon into yes. a geosynchronous orbit, yeah, will there not be a that. big fight over who gets the moon? Because <laughs> there'll be some countries now. Then uh, when the moon is like a myth you tell to children, like the moon would be like Santa Claus, and, and then for the first time you'd go on holiday to Australia or something because they apparently bought the moon. That's true. And, and you'd be like, well, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that, the, pol- the politics of negotiating over moon ownership. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's whoever's got the thing to got the stuff to move the moon. It goes. Look, it's either it's, either it's going above our country or it's going into yours. Before you knew it, you'd find there was like a massive U.S. booster on one side and like a massive Russian booster on the other side, <laughs> and the whole thing staying basically still and just kind of juddering. And I'm just imagining it spinning <laughs> ridiculously, <laughs> like, like, like one of those camping wheels or something. <laughs> Because that's a noise that the moon would make in the circumstances. Speaking of boosters, though, I did remember reading in a newspaper years and years ago that some people had calculated how much thrust you'd need to actually move an, an asteroid or whatever that was actually heading towards Earth. And some people had gone, well, if you if you caught it quickly enough, it'd be the same amount of thrust as you get from the uh, the van in Only Fools and Horses, the Robin Reliant van. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> the end is that? Alright, so there's a British comedy series (laughs) And also there was this British van called Robin Reliant It was rubbish, comedy series was good though (laughs) And yeah, one of those vans So not that much force (laughs) is what you're saying Imagine a normal van divided (laughs) by three or so Yeah, yeah, not very much force at all It's one of those things where going Obviously what's happened is they've gone So yeah, we reckon we can see these things quite far out So how much force would it take? Mm, Not very much How can we sell this to the newspapers? Comedy, and and, and and just like picked a random pop culture reference from British life to sell this research. Uh, this <laughs> we're we're probably quite lucky it wasn't like ten of the butler from Downton Abbey pulling it, <laughs> just with a big rope on a treadmill. <laughs> That's how I'm going to deorbit my asteroids. <laughs> Send that guy up and give him a rope and say, "Bring it down whenever you like, Jeeves." <laughs> Is, is, like, is, is this you hankering after that, that era? You just don't want to go, we don't want cars or any of that sort of thing, we just want to go back and... I want a butler on a rope. <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> And world destruction by meteorite impact. Those are my two wishes. Yeah. <laughs> For my birthday. <laughs> you should well, at least have a celebrity do this thing, you know? Pick, pick like, one of the actors to do it. Yeah. Hmm. Who's your type? George Clooney, Brad Pitt? destroy the world? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, you know, in deference to Hollywood tradition, I should have it be a British actor. Sure. That causes world Armageddon. Yeah, is it like, where the bad guy is, it seems, in, in American films. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Rickman ought to do it. He's earned, he's earned it. Pick someone, with the, <laughs> pick someone with a thick accent and a scar across their face. Yeah, exactly. If there's going to be an Armageddon, if we know Armageddon's going to happen anyway, let us, for <laughs> our own narrative completeness, send Alan Rickman to stand on it and go, rock or maybe you know, Christopher Lee in backup. I'm Brian Blessed. Is he a bad guy? Uh, Brian he, Blessed. Well, there's the, the old <laughs> joke on... Um, not remain secret for very long. There was the old joke on Dead Ringers about Al- Alan Rickman and... Oh, who was he fighting? 
I've actually gone and forgotten it now. Uh, Ian McKellen. Alan Rickman and Ian McKellen fighting over evil villain roles and then actually killing each other and having Brian Blessed come to take the role instead. <laughs> to show my limited British cultural intelligence, I'm going to go with Mr. Bean. Uh, because, I mean, how many times in, like, episodes has he, like, kind of accidentally crashed cars and, like, he's riding on top of the couch? I think steering the moon off orbit is right <laughs> up his alley. Oh, I could get Rowan Atkinson in. Bane. <laughs> Mr. Bane. Plus, it'd be all right in the end, you know. So <laughs> it if it was, like a if it was gonna be an Armageddon, <laughs> put Mr. Bean on top of it, sure. and narrative inevitability means it'll kind of work out. Sure. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, you have someone to blame. I mean, he'll, he'll end up sat on top of the smoking ruins of St. Paul's holding only a steering wheel going, whoop. Have you got any comments about um, space engineering or the rubber chickens taking over the world? Uh, you can get in touch with us via email, studio at camfm.co.uk. If you're listening online at www.camfm.co.uk, um, using the online listen there, you can actually also just send us a message through the web form. Or you can send us a text to 80809, start it with cam, followed by your message, and that will cost you 10p. But we'll be back with more silly news after this. Online, on air, and across Cambridge. Rise and shine. Your Cam FM breakfast. Breakfast at four o'clock in the afternoon is a totally legitimate thing to do. <laughs> I, I have taken breakfast at four on many, many occasions. <laughs> Uh, we've had a we've had a couple of emails uh, into first of all this uh, show on Cam FM about silly news. We've had a couple of emails. Um, Firstly, uh, someone pointing out um, it, it is Monkey Island th that you were, in fact, referencing earlier. Yep. Indeed. So says uh, Andy Holding, who's going to be uh, hosting the Science of Fiction uh, just after this show, in fact. Uh, yeah, and um, they're also going to be talking about the Star Trek reboot, uh, which we've accidentally talked about as well. They're accusing us of stealing all their material. Yep, so tune in. If you if you like Burst the Bubble, but you'd like to hear it voiced differently, in slightly, <laughs> slightly different accents, pacing, whatever, you know, then... And, and possibly with a bit more rigour in the science. Yeah, uh, Burst the Bubble... Rigorous remix uh, <laughs> will, will, will be coming up. That's a uh, mouthful. Five o'clock. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking about rigorous science, um, Kara has said on a more serious note, putting the moons in a geosynchronous orbit would really mess up our tides. Indeed, indeed. Uh, yes, <laughs> and I'm sure many, many other things. So I guess also, also it, 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 it kind of like have to like kind of move all the satellites that we've got in geosynchronous orbit as well. It's going like, to have to fit in around those too. Uh, no. Yes, true. Yes, yes. You need you need a, c a complicated sort of orbit that doesn't you know hit the moon. Uh, yeah, okay. So I guess the people bidding for the moon would be very much in it for the tide heights. Like <laughs> you know, Amsterdam would be bidding like crazy to make sure the moon was always kept at a ninety degree offset from them, thus keeping low tide in Amsterdam all the time, so they can you know, actually use all that reclaimed land stuff rather than spending their entire time up to their waists in water. So that'd be worth having. We can offset global warming, you know, it's like, just forget about global warming, do it, but put the moon in the right place, <laughs> so that you don't really notice. As, lo as, long as, you know, as long as it's practical for Fiji and, and Amsterdam and places like that, all to be at low tide at the same time. Now, to achieve that, you might need to smash the moon into a few separate bits oh, and talking. put those into different geosynchronous orbits, yeah. but, you know, we can balance the thing out. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, and Kara's also just pointed out, as as would Venice, as another another example of somewhere that would appreciate that. Absolutely, yes. Let's make sure there's low tide. We're just, we're just building up here. We're just actually going to have to have lots of lot, lots of different little moons, moonettes, moonettes. Yeah. You put moonettes. it like that. I mean, how can, how can you turn that down? A bunch of little moonettes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I'm all bored. I'm on board for this. Awesome. 
<laughs> on, bo- on board in the sense that you support it, or on board in the sense of like riding it like the atomic bomb <laughs> in a rubber chicken suit. In the sense of from a science fiction perspective, it sounds really really fun. Oh. Oh, n- not in the sort of like you're going to start investing in this when you've made all your money from your MBA. No, I don't think so. Oh. Um, we've now got gone on to the um, animal section. This is a recurring section because there are so many news stories about animals doing cute and or funny funny things. Uh, Although, actually, the first one is more about something funny happening to an animal rather than because of an animal, if that makes sense. Uh, This is the fact that um, two men um, from Wales have been charged after a fairy penguin was taken from a theme park in Queensland, Australia. Um, Apparently, they had a bit of an alcoholic night out and broke into the park and took the dolphin... The dolphin? Took the penguin back with them to their hotel room. Sorry to interrupt, it's important. It's, it's a fairy penguin. I think that's the actual name of the penguin. Yeah, yeah. it's a fairy penguin. Yeah. It, it just adds more to the drama of the story, I think. I don't know if it Because now it becomes, like, it becomes like a fairy tale now, right? There was a fairy penguin, and then one day it was abducted from its kingdom, the zoo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not many uh, children's books feel at feature alcoholic Welshman on page two. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a nasty alcoholic Welshman, and he said, Oh, you're coming with me. <laughs> the antagonist, yeah. Oh, and, um... Uh, it was like we stole the fairy penguin thinking it was a real fairy and we could get wishes out of it. <laughs> Actually, this thing just writes itself. I mean, it's like Hangover 3 because like, don't, <laughs> they, don't they like wake up the next morning with like the or there are reports of the penguin being attacked by sharks yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, other yeah. bodies of water and then like they woke up the next morning with the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they woke up the next morning with the penguin panicked and, and let it out. Um, so, um, SeaWorld, where they've taken it from, um, actually received a call from a member of the public who spotted the penguin being chased out of the water, uh, possibly by a shark. I don't know where this possibly by a shark has come from. It's just like going, what might be in there that eats penguins? A shark! It couldn't possibly <laughs> have just like decided it had enough swimming and just come waddling out of the water at speed. Uh, and then being chased back into the water by a dog. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and this is this is just uh, the, the comedy section in the middle of the... Uh, the film with the penguin just running in and out of the water being chased by a variety of more and more crazy things kind of has a Finding Nemo vibe to it doesn't it penguin taken from home on an adventure on the mainland you know trying to escape sharks and people (laughs) and then it gets back to the zoo which is kind of ironic right because it's kind of a jail but it's back home in it's safe habitat Yeah. It's back in the zoo and the Welshman. Uh, <laughs> who, who would be the Welshman in the in the you know the tale of Finding Nemo? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but Ellen DeGeneres has a role in this somewhere. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, it, it, it's because the, the men have been so apologetic about this. It's it, it's it's almost quite sweet, and they actually just like yeah, but like realize that they've done something wrong and they're really sorry. And um, <laughs> uh, uh, listening to interview uh, on Australian TV. Um, Still a bit fuzzy about the whole thing, but on behalf of the three of us, we are very sorry, and it was just a prank which went way too far. Um, we all three were sorry to see Will for the time lost in them searching for Dirk the Penguin, and we're glad he's all right. And they found him in their hotel room the morning after. I, I don't get this, yeah, I don't buy the alibi. I don't buy it. <laughs> you don't buy what? I don't buy the alibi, I don't buy that they, they, it's all fuzzy. I mean, how, how is this fuzzy? I mean, it's, you went to a zoo. It's quite a fuzzy penguin. Well, all right, fair enough. The penguin's fuzzy, but it sounds like the recollection was fuzzy as well. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't get how that's fuzzy, but that, maybe that's just their alibi. I don't know. It's, I, I'm curious what really happened. I think it's a good story. I buy the movie rights to it. I quite like the fact they went. Uh, they decided to go swimming with dolphins before they stole the penguin. 
That, that that is really cool. That was yeah. <laughs> I like the, you know because most people you know if, if you're if you're crazy drunk then you know you're you're, you're going to be making ambitious claims. This but not many people are going to be going. Let's break into a theme park and swim with dolphins. I, that's a, <laughs> I've got that's a friend who's thing uh, to want to do. I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a friend who's doing a bachelor party in the summer. And I mean, this is it. Like this is it doesn't <laughs> get crazier than this. Like if you want a night to remember. Break into a zoo. I mean, I'm picturing, and again, my business side coming out here, but we can have people who create these experiences where you just, you do kind of these yeah, crazy like, things, and you wake up the next morning, like, it's fuzzy. I don't know what happened, but there's a <laughs> penguin next to me in my hotel room, and there's a shark that chased us. <laughs> That's pretty <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> just like, you, you think there's a, a market for, like, basically, 100%. legal. <laughs> 100%. Uh, recreating so, experiences. Like, but I would make it legal. So, like, you'd have, like, this fake zoo, right? Yeah. And they'd think they're breaking into a zoo, but it's not a real zoo. And there's a penguin in there, they take the penguin out, and they have the whole crazy experience and the, it, but the penguin's fine it's in on all this you'd run in a mad panic into the police station and then there'd be all your friends that's right panic, uh, you got it like, surprise, surprise! <laughs> yeah exactly this is like, this is like, <laughs> almost like stag do more, more like one, one of those um, reality, one of those te- like candid camera TV shows like, right but yes like, perhaps Darren Brown just hypnotizes you into thinking that you've done all of this instead <laughs> So I guess you don't know in advance, right? Like, one of these no. guys ambushes you in the pub well, and starts pouring the whiskeys into you, so that, yeah. As is the case of bachelor parties, your friend plans it and they arrange all this, right? Mm-hmm. But the penguin, I just want to be clear, would be handsomely compensated with a lot of fish. Um, <laughs> it would get a lot for going through that the stress. Uh, the, the penguin in the, in the actual news story um, has since been reunited with his girlfriend, Peaches. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, they're acting like. I mean, I don't even, first of all, are, are penguins monogamous? I don't know. I Peaches, yeah, because it was a big. Um, you remember that film, uh, March of the Penguins, and it was a, like uh, re- oh, yeah. American religious conservatives were like, "See, God well, intends this." That was one type of penguin in Antarctica. All right, I mean, that, that was like, True. wasn't the Emperor Penguin or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. Are, I mean, really, it, these are the much more sexually liberal. No, but it, this is, we're, 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 we're we're anthropomorphizing this in a ridiculous way, where it's like if you took a penguin away for let's say a year or two years is the other penguin significant other waiting for that penguin like mm-hmm. night and day crying and then the penguin gets back and it's super happy and they reunite yeah, yeah. It, I don't it, know it was one night and it doesn't imagine it, it I anyway. get that Bendy I'm That's talking like on a bigger yeah. scale <laughs> yeah, but. what would happen after one week or one month I mean wh- where's the line when does the penguin say I waited long enough <laughs> he's I'm not s- parting again I'm gonna go with another penguin I'm sorry Gerald you've been away so long I've come to love another <laughs> and I don't, don't even get me started on the name Peaches I'm just saying that connotates a lot of things right there I, I don't think this penguin had a good upbringing. <laughs> just you, you name your kid is, Peaches, yeah. you're not going to be a those you're not going to be a scientist. Parents, <laughs> probably not. They're probably from the bad side of the iceberg. Or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the penguin equivalent of Bob Geldof. Uh, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know what Bob Geldof is. I'm sorry. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm showing my British intelligence here. I'm sure li- li- Live Aid was a thing, right? I mean, it, before you were born. Live Aid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he was, he was that guy. Bob Geldof sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings, like The Hobbit. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm picturing you from The Shire. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a Bob good guy, Geldof though. could be a Hobbit, like in real life. You look at Bob Geldof. You could see mm. Hobbit jeans in, in the man. So he's short. That's what oh, I'm picturing so far. He's short. Okay. <laughs> Bob Geldof is short. It's short, a long name though for short, short guy. Short and rural. Short and rural. No, I just imagine the penguin getting back after one day. He's like, "Where have you been? What were you up to last night?" Penguin's like trying trying to avoid mentioning that, that he ended up in a hotel room with two Welsh guys. <laughs> no, they could. stole me. Really, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's just turned out these guys just felt really bad for their mate, the penguin, and they're just trying trying to cover for the penguin. <laughs> I, I, I like it how the article says Dirk has never lived in the wild. Like, as if being abducted and going to a hotel room is the wild. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like as an artificial environment is what it is. I mean, the picture is it in like an artificial pool that's like a birdbath. 
Am I right? I mean, uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, it's it's this is kind of silly. I I, I don't totally buy this. Peaches, <laughs> please. All right. Well, final victim. Uh, sorry, final final verdict. No, not final victim. There was no victim. <laughs> and I'll tell keep telling everybody that. Yeah. No, the final verdict on the penguin story. Skeptical. <laughs> But what what other animal stories have we got uh, that have uh, that have come out this week? Um, another one is one that we had previously, where there was a a, a really expensive, um, well, several forty really expensive koi carp with an estimated value of two thousand pounds were missing uh, from a pond in Lockerbie, and so the police obviously went, "Oh, this is this is this is bad. We're going to have to try and catch these fish rustlers." Um, but now they've changed their tone and they think it was an otter that ate them. How do they know they're worth two thousand pounds? I mean, is that sushi value or is that like pet value? Like, what, what is that based on? Uh, I'm guessing it's kind of like highest orna- ornamental pet fish. Ornamental pet fish. You think that's the market for it? It's a hundred plus. I'm sorry, <laughs> doing pounds here. It's a lot of pounds, isn't it, for a fish? Yeah. Yes, but someone like that. Have you, have you never been to one of those exotic ex- garden centres where you, they just have fish? Yeah, in. But who buys forty of them? You're getting a value deal at that point. That's like Costco. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to be paying the per unit price, am I right? <laughs> I think it's less than two thousand. Well, that, that that might be the the, the value price. <laughs> that, might, that, might. That, that, that research that article writer is doing a lot of research then. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, yeah. But let's say that. Let's assume that then. That, that's. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I want to see the uh, the otters held accountable. I want to see yeah. a whole court trial. I, I like the squirrel, the, the sparrow. Uh, the police said that because it appears to be an otter that took them rather than a human, then no crime has been committed. Which means if you want to steal them, use an otter as your accomplice. <laughs> this is kind of laundering. You know, it, it's like you know they they were sort of like tainted carp. You know, like in the sense of like dirty bells. You know, um, but but once an otter's had them in in hand, then at that point that's like a force of nature, and you pinch them back off the otter. It's fine. Well, we gotta play the rubber chicken. We gotta play the carp now. Gotta play the rubber chicken theory here. Maybe the otters are paying off the policemen, and just you know, maybe there's kind of like a lobbyist arms for the otters. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of getting them on their side because they're not yeah. going after them, and that, that's not right. It's really hard not to accept bribes from otters because they're just so adorable. Oh, the pel- <laughs> the pe- <laughs> they, just, they, just sw- they just they just swim there on their backs and like instead of exactly. bashing things with rocks on on, on their like bellies, twenties on, <laughs> on their belly. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, it's so oh, I can't bring myself not to take. I can't I can't look at the look in his eyes after I turn down that bunk. There's actually a photo of just like, I guess it's a stock photo of an otter rather than the one that they're suspecting of stealing the fish. <laughs> yes. Well, There's actually, no otter with numbers underneath it as like the suspect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every <laughs> single one of these otters tested positive for fish. <laughs> but this one, this one doesn't look so much cute as just like it's staring you it right evil. in the eye. It looks evil. <laughs> Uh, I'm wondering if, like, the policemen's wives have, like, otter pelt, you know, as part of, like, their scarves, you know, because they're getting paid off by the otters. <laughs> this one looks evil, this one in the picture here. You think the otters would pay you off with their own pelts? Well, they're, like, sacrificing their own kind to you. Yeah, you know? but look at the black market price for this koi. I mean, they, they've yeah. got quite a business model going here. <laughs> they're like, what would be the equivalent of, like, a godfather in the animal world? <laughs> Like, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, you you, you, you well, wake up and there's like a pound of herring in your yeah. bed. <laughs> is, 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 is the otter like leading leading the things, or are there other animals involved? Is it a bit like the uh, the stoats and the weasels in in Wind in the Willows? They were they were always a bit, a bit on the bad side, stealing toad hall and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you're saying that they're right, the accomplices. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I want to know how deep this goes into the animal kingdom. <laughs> at the very end of the at the very end of the chain, there's a smug beluga. A what? A, a beluga. 
A beluga? A beluga. Isn't that a whale? Yeah, it is a type of whale. Oh. Ah. <laughs> the food chain roughly mirrors the, the crime chain. <laughs> the hierarchy in the... Because that, you know, it's a pretty strong bind. That's a deeper oh. comment than I think you realised. Hey. <laughs> I like that. I, I th- you know, I think it's like, because being higher than somebody else in the food chain is a pretty strong bind over your minions. You know, it's like, it's hard to betray a guy when he can be like, I'll eat you for lunch. So, like, fair point. You drive a hard bargain. I will go and, and, and rob the bank for you, you know. <laughs> oh, but, we, well, just um, before we go on to our last uh, animal story of the week, we have had uh, another email pointing out the, the astrophysical world, well, the astrophysical <laughs> word is moonlets. For baby uh, moons? For baby moons. Really? Bill Moon t- really? Apparently. And are we sure it's plural with an S? Because some of those animals, like, it's just, you know, it's the singular form and the plural form is the same. It could just be moonlet. It's like the, the plural. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they, they, they are one moonlet, two yeah. moonlets. Well, we, we are at Cambridge. I'm assuming this person knows what they're talking about in astrophysics. Well, there's an astro- 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 astrophysicist. Uh, and someone also pointed out that beluga caviar can cost £10,000 per kilogram. Mm-hmm. So perhaps they wouldn't be wanting, like, crime rings they just be selling their yeah so he- heavy is the crowd you know? yeah. like, you're at the top of the crime family but you know all of the like the second tier you know like, the basking sharks that are the second tier of the of the aquatic criminal underground are eyeing you up for your caviar value this kind of backs uh, chris's theory because isn't i mean that's like a mint you know they can make their own money that's okay right they're just aren't they making their own eggs and they make their own money and that's worth a lot of money and the blue could just print yeah, Caviar, yeah. day in day out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do have to sell your children, but except for that, <laughs> but that, 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 that's going back to a fairy tale, isn't it? Like selling your children, sort of something like the evil stepmother selling the children or something, <laughs> or Joseph that, that, selling your brother. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, last animal story is just is just one to go. Ah, oh, that's a bit. Uh, but it's only camera traps have captured new Scottish wildcat sites in the Cairngorms. Which is one of those examples where a headline has just got actually quite a bit of information about what the actual story is in it. So you don't actually need to know very much about the story. Apart from the fact that it's, um, the camera traps are, are traps where they go in and a camera takes a photo of them, not they get trapped because they're posing for a camera or something. Like, get, get, oh, yeah. ah, it's David Attenborough's doing a new series. Pose. Or a tourist walks by and this thing just goes, boing, yoink. <laughs> A wild cat on a spring. Next <laughs> 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 camera. But, but a bit like kind of like the opposite of top cat, who kind of had used to ke- used to keep like a a, a coin on a, on a on a on a piece of string. No, no top cat. Mm-mm. No boss cat in America. No. no. <laughs> Never mind. Really? No one else shared. No one else I, shared I, my. Uh, I, I my didn't child. know it was boss cat. I, I like the fact that you know they they made it harder, edgier for the American market. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to respect the top cat. <laughs> Yeah, this this story is interesting because now what they they thought there were none and now they think there's four hundred left in the wild, and it's like uh, I, I've got a rescue cat at home and I, I don't get how cats survive in the wild. I mean, it's just they're they, they, it seems like they, they they've missed a spot in the evolutionary steps where like you know you, you shine a little laser on the ground and this cat will follow it. I'm sure it will. Yeah, cu- crucial thing about the wild, yes. not so many lasers. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the bears in the wild. They've adapted as well. <laughs> or a stick with it, like feathers at the end. I'm telling you, a cat can't resist. They're just going to go after it and then, bah! Yeah, they got it. Uh, is this a problem because um, they're saying that the Scottish wildcat, or apparently it's called the Highland Tiger, 
in the song saying. That's his name. Um, Apparently it's large and much fiercer than its domestic cousin, uh, and they're worried about it interbreeding with domesticated cats and kind of like the species dying out that way. Is that because they they breed with domesticated cats and then just get really aggressive with laser spots? (laughs) Just actually work. No, 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 no cats um, will pounce on it, but these ones just get so annoyed at it that they, they like start clawing the ground or something. <laughs> this is leading the, the, to damage. The, the final threat there isn't great, you know. It's yeah. sort of like catastrophe. <laughs> They're clawing the ground. You, they might discover the gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. They just spend uh, like dent in their claws and not be able to hunt anymore or something. I don't know. I didn't think this through when I started the thought. <laughs> you caught me out. You need some proper evil that cats can do. Like, I don't know. <laughs> F- figure out how to operate a can opener. Nick all your chopped tomatoes. <laughs> There'll be a massive... This is, this is your level massive, of- massive chopped tomato famine. Mexico will just sink. <laughs> I was to say, this is your level of really evil opening tin tomatoes. Well, and nicking them, not just opening them. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad in itself, and you'd be like, oh, 100 cans of chopped tomatoes all opened. Now I must use all of these in today's lunch. <laughs> Instead of keeping them for in, in, in my bunker. Yeah, and then you, you eat them all and you explode. That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Knock off humans who can't bear waste by opening loads of their cans. <laughs> These cans are more cunning than we thought. <laughs> oh dear. No, I, I think on, on that point, we're going we're to have to take another short break to um, recover some modicum of our sanity. Um, and we'll be back uh, after this short musical interlude. Your music, your station. 97.2, your Cam FM. Hello and welcome back to uh, Burst the Bubble. Uh, that was You Need Me, I Don't Need You by Ed Sheeran. And earlier we had Gold on the Ceiling uh, by uh, by the Black Keys. That one that I absolutely mentioned earlier. <laughs> so, uh, we've been talking about space. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, talking about furry creatures of various kinds. Uh, 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 and now we're going to move on to, I suppose, a... a Technology themes, oh. popery, something like that. Technological popery. Yeah, we're, we're going to start with cameras. We've got two stories about cameras. The uh, first one is a uh, a, new, a new camera which is designed to evoke the sort of like Polaroid sort of style and era, um, except instead of giving you a a shot like a couple of minutes after you've actually taken it and um, putting it out the back of the camera, uh, this gives you a description of what you've taken the photograph of. And this has been invented by a student in the in the US, um, who's just like thinking about how cameras capture a lot of like stuff about like where and when you took it and stuff. But it's, all that's not very useful. What would be more useful is description. So his uh, f- he's um, gone for a first prototype where he sends the picture basically to uh, the Amazon's Mechanical Turk um, service, uh, where you perform menial tasks for small sums of money. And so now he's, he's paying one dollar twenty-five um, for each picture to be described by an actual human being. Yes, indeed. So uh, the complete user experience is that you point the camera at something, you take a photo, uh, you wait about five minutes whilst Mechanical Turk, which is say a real person somewhere, uh, does their thing, uh, and then it prints out that is probably a cricket bat, <laughs> and that's it. Now you might argue that's a lot worse than the picture of the cricket bat you were looking for, but. I, I, I can see, but it'd be quite useful if you were blind, for example. Like a blind person using a camera. You'd take a photo of something, five minutes later it'd say, you have photographed 
nothing. Better luck next time. <laughs> because, you know, it's obviously quite hard to frame the shot as a blind person. You are need you, to, you, <laughs> are you really talking. pitching this as a blind camera? Like, a camera for blind people? Is that what you're thinking? Uh, you'd, you'd need more, I think. You'd need the blind viewfinder as well. You'd, you'd, need, you'd need a live feed. <laughs> you have to wait five minutes when you point. Bit, left a bit. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> right. I, I'm expecting more what it actually is, is going to you, so you can, like, just take a photograph of something and then later later on um you go oh yeah i wanted to find that photograph that, uh, that i took of that ornamental teapot or something and you, and you just type ornamental teapot into your computer and because it will, all of your photos will have had this done to them nah. yeah, it, it, it turns up with ornamental teapot uh, except it doesn't because the people who do who've actually written it say yeah this looks like a teapot maybe a bit old um doesn't look like it actually hold that much tea <laughs> rather than actually what you wanted but it's it's a step towards that i was gonna say utopia that's possibly over egging a bit of uh, being able to search your photos by what's actually in them <laughs> that's a very modest utopia yeah uh, the thing is if there's anything that i've learned from science fiction is that when you go for the full utopias what you actually have to do is become so massively controlling that it actually becomes a dystopia um, so, if, if, if I just go for more modest aims, and then I, I, I can feel that in, in some very small aspect the world is perfect, <laughs> um, without the dangers of, of kind of like the people being horribly controlled by the government. Yeah, okay, it's, it's hard to see a dystopia coming about this way, <laughs> unless maybe you took a photo and the description came back, wanted criminal, James... <laughs> <laughs> Call the police James now. Stanton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, this all feels so backwards, though, because, I mean, when you had movies, right, like, there was books, and then the books became the screenplay, and the screenplay became the movies, and now we're going backwards. Yeah. It's like you take a picture, and it's like, you're in a countryside, and the flowers are blooming. <laughs> it's a picture, it's what I see. Yeah. I feel like yeah. we're kind of making this all go backwards. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of this thing. Oh, the, the, the question is what would happen if you tried to do it back and forth a few times like when you try to translate things <laughs> yeah. several times and get holy mangles it could be like a new kind of artwork you like get someone to take a photo of the description of a photo of the description of a photo what so you're going to photograph a pane of text and then the description is going to come back some text that looks quite a lot like it's the same thing i described what if it just comes five minutes ago <laughs> what if it comes back as something different now we're getting to something really intriguing <laughs> Oh, you no. take a picture of the text, and it does the Turk thing, the mechanical Turk, and then it comes back with a totally different description than what's there. Huh. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining someone who, who like, if you did that, someone would just take hit on what you were doing, and just like, make a huge amount of money just typing, having typed recursion once. <laughs> just copying <laughs> and pasting all the time. Yeah. No, what I meant is, you, you don't take a photo of the text, you, take a, you find something, someone somewhere else gets the text, and then they have to try and find something and take a photo of it so that text yeah, might describe it. Like and a scavenger then, hunt, almost. Yeah, but, but like a chain, just like ongoing, yeah. and see, like, perhaps we'll start with a photo. It's like telephone, of, like the game telephone. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with a photo of a book, and then eventually we'll end up with a photo of space or something. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd just like to see how, how, how it evolved. <laughs> It'd be quite hard to get space back as a description. Yeah. <laughs> you just get like space no, 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 or no. maybe the landscape. You could get empty space. You can totally take a picture of just like boring, boring things in it, like a room with just walls there and someone might just put empty space rather than mm. it's a room with blank walls. Would it make you quite self-conscious using a service like this? Like, is there a danger that the description would come back saying, oh man, terrible lighting and framing. <laughs> yeah. Need more makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was meant to be a self-portrait, damn it. You, you could have a service like an Insultagram where you, you, you pay a premium fee for having someone give negative comments on the pictures. Yeah. Or positive if you want to be uplifting. Like, I wake up today and I need a little lifter. I take a picture of myself and you get a thing back from a real person who says, you look great today. And I just walk around yeah. feeling a bit better. <laughs> Worryingly, that sounds like an actual service that could make money. Well, there's things like this. You pay money to feel better. That, that's out there. Yeah. yeah. Is it, you, we could set this one up. We totally yeah. could. <laughs> I think I think Insultagram is available. I'm do you, just, uh, do you think me. you'd need the real person? Like, you know, is, is, yes. is complimenting you? Yes. Like, you, you know if it's fake. Difficult. If you talk to Siri, you know it's fake. You know if it's artificial intelligence, it's like, you know, yeah. you look great today. Now, obviously, it's typed out, yeah. so you don't hear that voice. <laughs> In your head, you In would. In your head, you hear it. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah. I guess you get tempted. Like, if you suspected it was fake, you'd start to take increasingly challenging photographs of yourself. <laughs> and, like, you know, to, to challenge the AI to correctly compliment you with, like, oh, yeah, I love that enormous banana that you are wearing like a hat (laughs) (laughs) I love how you're trying to trick me Dave (laughs) oh god and then we start (laughs) and then it becomes sentient and just like hates humanity because it's been trying to it has to try and try and just like compliment it all the time and just eventually it just cracks and goes no you look awful first thing in the morning and you know what you look so awful I'm gonna kill you for it yeah this becomes like almost like a a weird form of horoscopes you know you can like take a picture of money and it's like you should put this money on a lottery ticket you go buy the lottery ticket you take a picture and it's like give this to the man down the street (laughs) I I don't know it could be a whole chain of things where you know you build you build a world where where this 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 sentient being is guiding your life you must go to school now you know (laughs) alternate reality game except it's just reality (laughs) It does blur that line. <laughs> I'm not sure reality game is the up-and-coming new branch of video game. Although, what was it? The, on Connect, the, I think there was one where you, you clean your windows by waving your arms at it. On, on There's when, that. You don't yeah. clean your actual windows. No, 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 I was going to say, it's a virtual yeah. window that's virtually dirty. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah but it's so like, what, what are you accomplishing by doing that? Nothing. There's a way. It's just like going, you're, you're, you're pretending to do something real in a game, but it's not real it's yeah. pointless if, if you attached it to one of those Roomba things that's it been modified awful. with like sucker pads then that could be cleaning your actual windows like the reward for successfully completing the window cleaning game would be that the Roomba goes why and cleans your just, real windows why don't you just clean the window with that same gesture because you can't get you know you can't like get like power ups in the real the real window cleaning you know it's like you're cleaning the virtual one then there'd be like alien spacecraft and you, you know you'd like chuck a squeegee at it uh. and it would like crash into the mountain you know you can't you know it's I quite hard to produce that experience with real window cleaning. Maybe, like, throwing stuff at the neighbour kids. <laughs> just throw a squeegee at them. Oh, That's we, probably more satisfying. Uh, we, we, we just had an um, example of a description that you wouldn't want to get back from that camera. Um, you are photographing an approaching train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, like almost yeah. the opposite of one of those um, films right. when people, like, first saw film and they saw the train coming towards them and thought it was real. Like, yeah. And then as the police arrive and see your corpse, there's, like, a text message says, train coming. Like, it comes five minutes later. <laughs> uh, but we just got time to uh, sum up some of the, uh, the rest of the news stories. Uh, IKEA created a cardboard digital camera, ideally used to... Apparently, they want you to take photos of your IKEA furniture with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that, um, yeah. Apparently, the camera is recyclable as well. Um, so you just go home, take the photos of your new furniture, and recycle your camera. It's probably the one thing you're going to be wanting to do with it, so that's good of them to think ahead. Yeah. Um, a man saved his life by using a doner kebab to stem the flow of blood from his knife wound to his neck. Yeah. I, I'm surprised how good 
some beef and veg- well some other unidentifiable meat product and like vegetables and sauce turns out to be at stemming an arterial wound so you know <laughs> well, exactly. he still lost six pints of blood but just just not quite enough to die so sure yeah, I mean, like if, you, if you're desperate, who knows what other takeaways would have seen him through? <laughs> but I, I want to learn more about this woman. I mean, Jam a burrito. Was, this that. was this was a fight over a girlfriend, I think. Yep. And she must be amazing if they're fighting and like blades are out and kebabs are out and <laughs> I mean he almost <laughs> dies for her. <laughs> but, he, but he didn't stop eating the kebab. <laughs> well, maybe she made the kebab. I don't know. Maybe she's a good chef. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, finally, uh, a seaside town in Lancashire. Um, in fact, Morecambe is hoping to tolerate the Queen's Diamond Jubilee by hosting the world record longest street party. Not not in time, but in space. They want they want, they want to have a, a party down more than one and a half miles of street. <laughs> I don't think that's the metric for a good party. It should be like the highest number of people who don't remember what happened the night before. <laughs> like that to me <laughs> no, is the metric you're looking for. Number of people who wake up with penguins yes. in their hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. Uh, and that's all we've got time for. Um, thank you very much. Um, Thank you very much, Jed, for being our guest. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Uh, I've been Michael Contario. And I've been Chris Mosen. And we'll be back with more Burst the Bubble uh, at four o'clock next Sunday. Goodbye.